Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast. Brought to you by the Believe Network, the number one network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saba, the most electrifying voice in sports information, and I'm solo today. Our boy Luke had something come up. He's on assignment this week. He wants to be here. This is one of the most important weeks of the year. We'll see him back soon. It is NFL Draft Week. So today, you got just me. Alex Gilstrap's not here either. You know, he had some, he had something come up as well. So it's Solo Saber this week for the NFL Draft Preview. Before we get into the show, a word from Bet Online. Our partners at betonline.ag continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right, let's talk some NFL draft. Let's preview the NFL draft here. It starts Thursday in Las Vegas, not as good as not as good as Cleveland. You know, it was in Cleveland last year, but we'll take Vegas. I'm sure it'll be a good time. I'm sure it'll be a party down there. So we're gonna go through a couple questions here. Uh, I guess you can answer yourself at home. It was designed to be a little bit of a rapid fire, but again, you know, it's just me, just Soul Saber this week. So I'll just give you my thoughts here. So the first question here, ultimately, what's your intrigue level for this year's draft? I think every year the draft brings its own dynamic storylines. It brings its own set of knowns, unknowns, uh, uncertainties. And I would say this year is probably one of the most uncertain drafts that I can remember. And because of that, my intrigue level is way more than it's ever been. And I think one of the things that's really important here that's really nice I guess is that the Browns don't have a first round draft pick. They traded it for Deshaun Watson. So I'm not so caught up in what are the Browns going to do? I want this player or I want this group of players. So I'm hoping, you know, at the top, this happens, that happens. I'm just kind of sitting back and I'm saying, okay, let's, let's see what, let's see who goes, who goes one, who goes two, right? Who goes number eight to the Falcons, whatever. So none of that really matters to me this year. So I think from an, from an intrigue level, just off the rip here, I am way more interested in this year's draft than I can remember in the past because I don't have any, there's no dog in the fight for me. All right. So the next thing we move in is, okay, specifically, what are you most interested in? 
for those of you that listen to the show, that listen to the show week in and week out and hear me and Luke talk about the draft as we lead up to it, as the college season ends and we start thinking about, you know, the players, the combine, all that stuff. It's it's always the glamour positions. It's always the quarterbacks. It's always the wide receivers. And this year is no different. So anybody who listens to the show knows that I am very intrigued with Malik Willis. I'm very intrigued with what is going to happen with Malik Willis. Luke is not as sure that Malik Willis is going to go as high as I think that he is. And I'm really excited for Thursday to see how this thing finally plays out because I think there are several teams who are disguising how interested they they really are in Malik Willis. And I believe that, and I haven't come off of it. Now, I did say last week that I wanted Alex Gilstrap to come on so we could get his take. And if he told me that nobody's interested or you know he doesn't see a quarterback going in the top 20 or whatever, he sees Pittsburgh as the first landing spot for a quarterback, then I would have moved off it a little bit. But I haven't had an opportunity to have that conversation, so I'm sticking with my gun. So when you talk about what I am most interested in, it's number one, it's Malik Willis. Number two, it's these wide receivers. All these guys from Garrett Wilson and Drake London all the way to Alave, uh, Jahan Dotson, that group, Christian Watson, the, you know, it's that whole group of wide receivers that are really going to go anywhere from, I don't know, probably eight to 50 in the draft. And look, it's really important because the Browns pick at 44 and wide receiver is a, it's a strong need for them. So I'm very interested to see how this thing plays out. I'm seeing now that, you know, Jameson Williams now that he's kind of a few months removed from that injury, he got that the interest the interest levels it's it's rising, and I saw him actually mocked as high as ten today. So that these wide receivers and the quarterbacks, specifically Malik Willis, are the things that I am the most interested in. You know, the next thing who's going number one? Uh, there's been several names that we've heard throughout the process. I think if you go back to before the season started. Kayvon Thibodeau was the name. He didn't have the season that he had hoped to or that many of you know these teams that are picking on Sunday, or excuse me, Thursday, had hoped that he would. And you've started to see his draft capital slide even during the, the college football season. It's continuing to slide. So I would say once Kayvon Thibodeau kind of slid out of there, then you really started to hear uh, the Aiden Hutchinson talk, especially coming off of the game that he had uh, against Ohio State in November. And for a while there, Aiden Hutchinson was the big name. And then Trayvon Walker from Georgia had a huge, huge combine. Doesn't necessarily have the production, the numbers to support that. But let's be honest, prior to this season, Aiden Hutchinson only had four and a half sacks, and he was the Heisman runner-up this season. So I'm not I'm not too ultimately concerned about that. I mean, certainly production is important, but Trayvon Walker is he's a specimen. Now, this week or even is today, you know, these 
Offensive linemen, the tackles specifically, there's, their names are starting to slide up the boards. Icky Equan, excuse me, Icky Equanu from NC State and Evan Neal from Alabama and even Charles Cross from Mississippi State. These are guys that you're seeing them, they're just continuously rising. So I think if I had to pick now, Aiden Hutchinson's been the favorite since March. I saw today that Vegas is, it has Trayvon Walker as the odds-on favorite to go Thursday night as the number one overall pick. But I'm even going to throw a curveball. Jacksonville Jaguars drafted Trevor Lawrence number one overall last year. Uh, he is a franchise quarterback. I believe that they are going to take an offensive tackle. I think they're going to take Iki Aquanu from NC State. I think he's the best of the bunch or, you know, consensus the experts say that he's the best best of the bunch. So I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'm going to say that not only the favorite since March or the or the betting favorite in uh, Las Vegas as of right now, as time of, at the time of recording on Monday, uh, I'm going to say both those guys. It's not going to happen. I think Jacksonville is going to throw everybody a curveball, and they're going to go with the offensive tackle from NC State. So one of the questions that Luke and I kind of always talk about every year or I kind of pose to him as we do the draft prep is, you know, where does the draft start for you? And this, you know, directly corresponds with the first question of the night and what's your intrigue level for this year's draft. I think because so many people are so uncertain about, you know, what's going to happen at the top of this draft, I would say this. I think it's relatively certain that you're going to see one of three players go at number one. Now, with that being said, I actually have seen that Jacksonville likes uh, Stingley and, and Sauce Gardner, the cornerbacks, uh, the top cornerbacks in the draft, too. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But what I'll say is this. I think the draft really starts at number two for me. I've said for the last several weeks that I think number two is the place where you potentially could see Malik Willis go as early as number two. I think if Jacksonville takes... Aquanu or they take Trayvon Walker. I think Detroit would be thrilled. They would rush to the podium to take a guy like Aiden Hutchinson. So for me, that's where I think the draft starts at number two, where you could really start seeing some stuff happen that that blows people's minds. Now, the real question for me is, and this is tied directly to some information that I was seeing on Twitter and seeing on some of the talking head shows today that there's a lot more teams that want to trade back than want to trade up. So some of that is going to play into, I guess, surprising things happen if teams kind of hold their positions, you know, you kind of get a sense of who's going to, who's going to go where. But ultimately, I think if we start to see some teams trading up, uh, then all bets are off. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Next question here: How many offensive players go in the top ten? This is a very defense-heavy draft, especially with edge rushers, uh, secondary guys at the top. Fill out those two categories. You've got several edge rushers. You got the two corners I mentioned before. You got the safety, uh, the kid Hamilton from Notre Dame. So there's a lot of big name players 
that potentially defensively could go in the top 10. Luke talked about last week how this could be the first draft ever that no quarterback, running back, wide receiver, or tight end go in the top 10. I am do not believe that. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that four offensive players go in the top 10. I think, obviously, the two offensive tackles for sure, uh, Kwanu and Evan Neal. I think Charles Cross has a real chance. I firmly believe that Malik Willis potentially could go in the top 10. I think whether you see Cross or Malik Willis go in the top 10 really is probably going to depend on what happens with Carolina at six because I do not believe that Malik Willis is going to make it past six. So if Malik Willis and Charles Cross are still on the board at six, I think Carolina goes Malik Willis and then... You know, I, I I believe one of these wide receivers is going to go at number eight. It just depends on who Atlanta likes the best. My feeling is probably Garrett Wilson, but as I said last week, Drake London hit a really good pro day. I think those are really the two that you'll see go that high. I don't think anybody's going to take a flyer on, you know, Jameson Williams or uh, Traylon Burks as high as uh, top 10. So, I'm going to say four, and it could be as many as five. It could be a 50-50 split, depending on what happens uh, with Charles Cross. So over-under, total quarterbacks in the first round. Vegas has it at two and a half. This is a very popular question. Uh, The consensus is that this is a relatively weak quarterback draft. With that being said, I I still believe that there's going to be teams that take a shot on these guys, especially uh, if some of these guys start to slip in the back half, you know, 25 through, you know, 32. If they can trade back up and get an extra year on these guys' contracts. So Vegas has the number at two and a half. I'm going to go over. I'm going to say four quarterbacks go in the top 32 picks. I'm going to say Malik Willis. I'm going to say Kenny Pickett. I'm going to say Matt Corral. And I'm going to say, I really like Desmond Ritter, but Sam Howell rushed for 800 yards last year. You know, he's put up good passing numbers. I think Sam Howell will be the fourth quarterback taken in the first round. I talked about Kayvon Thibodeau earlier. That's a guy who preseason, pre-college football season, was the guy everybody was looking at as the number one overall pick. Didn't have a great season, didn't have a great combine, and you're seeing that stock slide. And the number right now for him in Vegas, his draft position, his over-under number, if you will, is five and a half. And when you talk about draft position, the over-under, under would be higher, over would be, okay, so under would be, you know, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and over would be 6, 8, 9, 10, whatever. I'm going to say Kayvon Thibodeau, based on the way I, I think this board is going to fall, I'm going to say he falls out of that top five and goes 6, or seven. I think you have uh, Kwanu go one, Hutchinson go two, 
I think you see Evan Neal go three, and then you know who knows with with the Jets and the Giants. They really want offensive linemen, so maybe Charles Cross goes to one of those guys. And you know the Jets need a wide receiver. Um, the Jets need. You got to think either Stingley or or uh, Sauce Gardner is going to go in that top five. So I just I think there's enough players that teams are viewing or valuing more than Kayvon Thibodeau. I think that he is going to fall out and he's going to go somewhere in the six or seven range. I talked about this last week with Luke. I asked him, you know, who he thought the first wide receiver to be selected was, and that was based on the stuff we were hearing about Drake London, how great his pro day was, how, you know, whichever team drafts him, he is going to be uh, eligible or has been cleared, if you will, by the medical staff to compete in the offseason program. With that all being said, I, I still believe that Garrett Wilson is going to be the number one guy off the board, and I think he's going to go at eight to Atlanta. I just he's, – he's the total package. I think he's got fewer question marks than some of these other guys. Uh, Drake London is a big-body guy who you know doesn't have blazing speed. Uh, Wilson is an athlete. He's fast. He's got quick twitch, uh, quick twitch movement. He's got great hands. Jamison Williams, I think, would be in the conversation, but obviously he's coming off the knee injury. Uh, Traylon Burks has some, some you know, top-end speed issues and things like that. So I just think Garrett Wilson is the one with the fewest question marks around his resume. So I'm going to say Garrett Wilson goes – he is the first wide receiver selected on Thursday night, and I think he goes to Atlanta at number eight. Uh, next thing here, this is a big question that, or a big uh, debate that I'm seeing out there, and I've been seeing it out there for the last several weeks, and it's the question of do you think there's going to be more wide receivers or more edge rushers taken in the first round? And I think it's going to be really, really close. I think you're going to see 10, 11, maybe 12 combined of these two positions, and I'm going to say – and I you know, could be wrong about this. I'm really going on a limb here, but I'm going to say more wide receivers than edge rushers. I think you see six wide receivers go in the first round. I think you see five edge rushers go in the first round. And a lot of that has to do with, again, I think that some of these teams, I think you're going to see a couple quarterbacks go that people aren't planning for, uh, you know, especially with Corral and, and Sam Howell going, you know, in the last, five, six, seven picks. So I just, I think there's enough teams that need wide receivers. Uh, Kansas City needs a wide receiver. Uh, Green Bay needs a wide receiver. I think you see Philadelphia. I think you see the New Orleans Saints take a wide receiver. You may even see the Cleveland Browns trade back into the first round and take a wide receiver, depending on how this whole thing plays out. So I think you see six wide receivers go in the first round. I think you see five edge rushers for a, a combined total of 11 at the two positions. I, you know, I slid the Browns in there. I don't think you could have a conversation about the Browns without talking about Baker Mayfield. Uh, one of the big questions that you're seeing out there 
right now by the by the national media and frankly by the local Cleveland media does Baker Mayfield get traded this weekend I think it's really going to depend on what happens specifically with two teams maybe a third I think Carolina what happens at six do they go Malik Willis does Malik Willis go at two to Detroit does uh, the, do the Jets trade out of four and, and somebody like Atlanta comes up and gets uh, Malik Willis at four? I, I think ultimately what it comes down to is there's three teams that I am looking at as potential landing spots for Baker Mayfield, and that's the Carolina Panthers, that's the Seattle Seahawks, and I think a dark horse team in there is Atlanta. A lot of people aren't talking about Atlanta. I just don't think Atlanta's going into the season with Marcus Mariota, Felipe Franks. And Dan Orlovsky, love Dan Orlovsky on the show. He talked on NFL Live today, and I think he made a really, really good uh, comment today. He said, I think the team that drafts Baker Mayfield, or excuse me, the team that trades for Baker Mayfield this weekend could end up getting the steal of the draft. If you like three quarterbacks and you elect to go wide receiver at eight, um, offensive lineman at six or what's the other team Seattle at nine if you take a guy like Daryl Stingley or something like that you know those those teams if you don't if you don't get your quarterback there in the first round they might not be around when you come back and pick in the second round so that's when you could see a move happen for Baker Mayfield Personally, I would like to see Baker Mayfield get traded to Carolina. I know Carolina fans are probably looking at me right now like, you know, why would you wish that on us? Uh, It's no secret. It's no surprise. I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. I would love for Baker to be playing right down the road uh, in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. Chances are I'd probably go to uh, a few games a year. I think he, you know, with, with an offense with Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, who doesn't, you know, care for him very much, but, and then think if they took, you know, Charles Cross or maybe Evan Neal still on the board at six and he's got, you know, an upgraded offensive line, uh, you know, that could be a situation where uh, it's not too bad, not too bad for a guy like Baker Mayfield. So I'm going to say that I think Baker Mayfield does ultimately get traded this weekend. Uh, You know, it'll be, I guess, bittersweet. Happy that it's over, that the saga is over. The saga deteriorated very quickly for Browns fans, for Baker, for the city of Cleveland, that relationship, uh, the Cleveland media. Uh, but, you know, I want the guy to be able to move on with his life and, you know, have a situation and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, go to a place where, you know, the fans and the media will accept him. So I'm going to say that I'm, I think it's going to happen. And, and I think lastly, you know, we can't have a conversation about the draft uh, without ultimately talking about, you know, what 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 we what I want to see from the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we've kind of peppered them in throughout the show here. I think ultimately there's two things that I want to see. I want to see the Browns get a wide receiver. Uh, does that come at 44? Does that come? You know, do they trade back into the first round? You know, is Jahan Dotson or George Pickens there at 44? Maybe. You know, I I think if we start to see one of these big-name wide receivers slide, say Chris Olave, say Jameson Williams, 
are is there at 25, 26, 27. I, I think you could very easily see the Browns uh, make a move there, possibly. I mean, they don't really have first-round draft capital, which it potentially could take, but let's see what happens. I really want them to get a wide receiver, and I would like to see that wide receiver go off the board first. Uh, I think ultimately the other thing that the Browns need is frontline depth. They need depth on the offensive line. They need depth on the defensive line. I think that you very easily could see the Browns take two defensive linemen, one or two offensive linemen. They're, they're areas of need for them. Um, you know, I, and I th- that those are the two areas that I really want to see them address. I want to see them address a playmaker on the perimeter, and I, I want to see him address depth in the trenches. And then after that, you know, everything's icing on the cake. I mean, you very well could see them draft a running back in the later rounds. This is probably Kareem Hunt's last year in Cleveland. They've got Dearness Johnson under contract. Uh, he just signed his tender. But, you know, ultimately they're in that game now where – you know, they're paying Nick Chubb. They're going to have to have a couple rotational guys to keep his legs fresh. So you very well could see that. You could see them draft a tight end. Yeah, I mean, look, secondary depth, linebacker depth, but, you know, Andrew Barry doesn't put a lot, doesn't put a premium on linebackers. So the Browns are in a place now where it's a depth game here. I mean, they've got really good players at a lot of positions. Uh, they have one of the best rosters in the NFL. So, We'll see, but I'm excited to see what Andrew Barry does. He was able to do really well in the later rounds uh, last year, especially getting uh, Jeremiah Wusukormo in the second round. Let's hope that maybe you know something like that happens. I think they've got two third-round picks, maybe two fourth-round picks. They've got four or five picks in the first four rounds. So, you know, let's let's see what happens. All right. That's it. We'll wrap it up. I want to say corner bar. If you're in Greensboro, corner bar on Thursday. Come watch the draft with us. Uh, it's a 15-year tradition at Stumble Stiltskins in corner bar. You have an opportunity to come there, win $1,000 cash. All you have to do, all you got to do is pick the first 10 picks in order correctly. If you do that, you win $1,000. But on top of that, the person that gets the closest wins some really cool stuff. One year they gave away, I don't know, a cooler, like a scooter cooler that, you know, basically the cooler you can ride around on. They give away all kinds of really cool uh, stuff. So come out to Corner Bar, watch the draft with us. Uh, we'd love to have you there. And let me know what your thoughts on the show are. Let me know, you know, I, I just asked, I just asked 11, 10, 11 questions. Come, let me know what you think. Tell me, tell me what you're most interested. Tell me who you think is going to go number one. Tell me how many quarterbacks you think are going in the first round, right? Come and let me know what you think about this. And also, you know, share it with us on social media. For all you pop culture lovers and nerds out there, Zero Dark Nerdy. It's another podcast that we are affiliated with on the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out on social media. On Facebook, at Zero Dark Nerdy. On Instagram, at ZDN underscore podcast. 
And don't forget about us at WC Sports Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like, follow, and subscribe. We are available on all your favorite streaming platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find us. You can also find us on the Believe Network, the number one network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B L E A V. And as always, we are presented by the one and only betonline.ag. With that, We love you and enjoy your lives. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.